Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jamal Charles runs into the Detroit Lion mascot on the sideline and appears to be hurt and grabs his left knee. You can't make this stuff up. The mascot? Tony Romo's flat on his back and he was blasted. Touchdown! Touchdown! David Nelson! Touchdown Buffalo! I can't believe it! He was wide open, Mark! He was wide open! If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live. Featuring the experts of NFL.com, this is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL.com, NFL Network in the house. Jason Smith alongside NFL.com senior fantasy editor Michael Fabiano and NFL.com analyst Elliot Harrison. Guys, we are eagerly awaiting the arrival of Marshall Falk, who will join us here in a few minutes to help us break down all the latest news in fantasy. But you know what? I'll tell you what. This is a Wednesday where we saw some pretty big news, and let's kick things off in Pittsburgh where we saw not only Ben Roethlisberger, Rashard Mendenhall added to the injury report. We'll start with Big Ben first, the walking boot last week. This is typical Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is a guy who I think he ends every game in a walking boot, and yet he finally finds a way to come out and play on Sunday. But... I think you have to turn the page on Roethlisberger from 2010 to where they are right now. I don't think he's a viable fantasy start. The Steelers, from a football to fantasy standpoint, are struggling too much, Fabs. And it's not been Roethlisberger's fault, guys. I mean, let's be honest. This is because of the offensive line. I mean, they are basically five turnstiles out there. Every time Roethlisberger drops back to pass, he's got defenders in his face. And the Titans are seventh in pass defense. So I do think Roethlisberger, despite the fact that we got six teams on a bye, is a very risky start, E.H., I'm not sure if Tennessee is going to bring as much pressure as Wade Phillips did in Houston because that's kind of his M.O., but I, I agree with Fabs. The, the offensive line is leaky, and they decided not to bring Flozell Adams back uh, this year to give them a little help. And, you know, you have to wonder about starting Mike Wallace. Do you start a Heath Miller? You know, it's not just Roethlisberger. It's how does it affect the other parts on the Steeler offense? Yeah. I, th- I think the only guy you can start with confidence in Pittsburgh right now is Mike Wallace. Yeah. That's the only guy. 
yeah, he's getting the targets no matter no matter what's going on. But you take a look at this, and that's when you get into beginning of the year. We said, okay, we know all these great quarterbacks we're going to have this year, and it's easy to go and, and and grab a guy. But then stuff happens to guys like Roethlisberger, and and you still start him because they're a big name. But realize guys like Fitzpatrick and 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 guys like Rex Grossman the first few weeks are much better alternatives. Eli Manning is back to being a must start now. Yeah, and uh, I believe we do have Marshall Falk on the line. Marshall, you there, my man? I'm in. I'm here. Marshall, you are the best. Thanks for joining us here on uh, NFL Fantasy Live. Now, Marshall and I met probably like four years ago uh, when I started off at NFL Network, NFL.com. And I told Marshall, I said, you know what? You were so damn good in fantasy football back when I started this in like 98 that I had to draft like three running backs just make up for your production on the football field. But you know what? Now fantasy football is so huge, Marshall. Back in the day when you were, you know, clearly the elite running back in the National Football League, how popular was it? Did you get a lot of people talking to you about playing on their fantasy teams, or was it a little bit less than you see now? It was it was so new, um, and it, it was kind of taken off at that point in time. And we didn't know how much exposure it was going to bring to the game of football. Um, it, it, it was funny because you, you walk into a stadium and people would say, hey, I want you to do good, but I just want you to lose. So, <laughs> you know, you, you, they would have you on their fantasy team and they would root for you in one capacity, but then they wanted you to lose because ultimately they wanted their team to win. I remember, Marshall, the two people that I was always scared of the most to play. I always looked to say, who am I playing against? Were you and Barry Sanders. The two, I would have, like, <laughs> night sweats going, I got Marshall Falk and Barry Sanders. They're going to score, like, 1,000 points, and I'm going to lose this week. <laughs> yeah, Barry was phenomenal as well. Um, but the fantasy, you know, it, it, it really helped the game, man. And it, it's fun. It's entertaining. And, and I have to say, if you, if you live in the market and your team is a competitor, it's a way for you to stay in football. Well, Marshall, when I started playing fantasy football, Tony Dorsett was my main option, so I don't know that I can really contribute much here. Wow. Marshall, let, I, I want to ask you about your fantasy team uh, on NFL.com, NFL Network. You've got Mike Wallace this week. You've got LeGarrette Blunt uh, going for you. What do you think about LeGarrette Blunt coming off of a big game against the Colts? He's playing the Niners this week, and they've allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs. What do you see from Blunt going up against that tough Niners run defense? You know, I like it. I, I like it. Um, I watched the way the Niners play defense. I believe it's um, uh, they 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 do a really good job at at eliminating uh, yards after contact for backs. Um, this will this will probably be the biggest back. Probably the Niners' toughest challenge that they've had thus far. Um, I, I like my chances because uh, Freeman will throw the ball down the field. He'll stretch the field. Uh, he'll make the Niners back up. And their front seven, they're, they're going to have to attack this big back. Hey, Marshall, we talked about the Steelers and their injury issues off the top of the show before he came in. Ben Roethlisberger, who left the game last week in a boot, his status up in the air, though it looks like he's going to play. Rashard Mendenhall, bit of a different case. We're hearing reports that maybe he doesn't play this week. Uh, what, what do you think looking forward for the Steelers' offense as far as these guys go? Man, it doesn't look good. And it all stems from one thing. I, and I watched the Steelers last year. They, uh, uh, they, they were fortunate to get as far as they did with all the injuries to their offensive line. But this year, it, it, it just it just looks to be uh, like it's catching up with them, and, and they just cannot catch a break when it when it comes to offensive linemen. Uh, uh, 
you're only as good a quarterback or a running back as your offensive line block or protect for you. So right right now, it just doesn't look good for the Steelers, um, whether it's Mendenhall or whichever back is back there, because they're struggling to move the football offensively. You know, speaking of teams that have shaky offensive line, the Chicago Bears, you pretty much can't watch a Bears game now, Marshall, without hearing the broadcaster say at some point during the game, Matt Forte is going to be the Marshall Falk in this offense. Do you feel like that's a little unfair in that it's going to be hard for Forte to put up that kind of production considering who they have at wideout and who their offensive line is? Exactly, and, and, and I feel like the guy is capable, more than capable. Uh, he's either talent. Um, he, he does it all for that, for that offense, but, but, you know, I feel bad for Matt and Cutler when I look at Basically, what the both of them are going through. Oh, it looks like we may have lost him. They're, they're oh, offense, there we go. I mean, their offensive line, uh, and, the, and I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying what they put out there. Uh, the Bears, they just don't invest a lot of money on offense. Most noted, you have Matt Forte. The guy just put up a 205-yard game. I'd be giving him a contract instantly. But they <laughs> refuse to pay this guy. When when you look at when you look at on the defensive side of the ball. Peppers, Erlacher, and Briggs, I mean, oh, my God, how much money can you spend on defense? But yet, yet, they couldn't win again. They couldn't, they couldn't slow down the Saints. Marshall, so, you know, Elliot just asked you about Matt Forte, who's drawn comparisons to you. I, I don't think those are fair because, you know, Marshall, listen, <laughs> one of the greatest backs of all time. But if you had to pick one running back that's active right now in the National Football League, both on the field and from a fantasy perspective, that may be close to what you used to be, who would it be? Uh, you know, two guys right now that I watch play, and I say, man, those two guys are dynamic in, in all three phases of the game. And fortunately, Matt Forte is one of those guys. The other guy is Fred Jackson. You know, those are two guys that, regardless of the situation, you can leave them on the field. Uh, those two guys, um, they've done a great job for their respective teams. Um, they carry their teams. Uh, and and when you when you and, and I say it because. Um, when you can leave a guy on the field and not have to worry about if he can pass block, if he can get the inside yards on short yardage, or if he can break the long one, or if he can catch the football, that, that, that's, a, that's a, a, a tough thing to do in today's league with how they ask you to play running back in college coming to the NFL. Marshall, another running back I want to get your thoughts on here is Arian Foster. You take a look at the situation. Houston now, Andre Johnson out for at least the next three weeks. He's shown he's come back. He's healthy. How do you see this Houston Texans offense going forward now without Andre Johnson? Well, it's a great time for Arian Foster to come back. Uh, I talked to him before week one, and he said he was ready, came back, tweaked it a little bit, uh, wanted to come back uh, against the Saints. Uh, Kubiak held him out, and you saw a guy who was hungry. It's It's just it's so funny when a guy is hungry and you watch you watch another guy have success and you know what you could do in the offense you come back and boy we saw that we saw it in his eyes we saw it in his eyes um i like arian foster people are asking me we drafted arian foster what's he going to do i said listen just give him time fantasy football um championships are not won in week one two or three you know, Marshall, you just referenced uh, guys staying on the field all the time. And fantasy owners can't stand this running back by committee situation because, you know, not one guy's getting the carries. Would you say 
that it's pass protection is the biggest reason why coaches are shuttling backs in and out because some guys are good at it and some guys aren't? That's that's part of it. Uh, the other part is teams do not want their season to go down the tubes when they lose a running back. Uh, it, it, it used to be that people didn't know who the backup running back was until – the starter went down, and now it's running back by committee. If 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 a if a owner, I shouldn't say owner, a general manager or a coach could have it, they they'd have a backup quarterback sub in sometimes too. But you just it messes up the rhythm of the game for the offense compared to how it messes up the rhythm for the running back. But I, I, I'm gonna say this: uh, right now, there's more coaching going on in football than ever. And they like coaches like to put players in for certain things. They like to say, "We believe you can do this. We want you to do that only." And and that's what's happening. You have to learn how to pass protect. If you're not in there, you're not going to know who to get. Marshall, last question, my friend. Uh, we, we saw Chris Johnson finally break the hundred rushing yard barrier last week. The fantasy owners now breathe a sigh of relief. Is this what we're going to see going forward? The old CJ two K. Listen, man, breathe a sigh. Uh, 2K might be out of reach for him. Uh, I don't know if, he, if if he'll ever get back to that status because now he's a guy with the bullseye on him. Teams believe and know that, listen, this guy, he can really hurt you. Um, he's done with preseason. He held out the first, you know, three weeks, four weeks. was kind of like preseason for him. Uh, look for CJ 2K to get it going. All right, Marshall, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks, Marshall. Thank you. All right, there goes Marshall Falk in his NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210 XM87. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network and NFL.com. How about Marshall Falk saying that when we got we asked him, hey, who are the guys most like you and, and that could dominate? Mm-hmm. Of course, you throw out Matt Forte because he yeah. always having, But then he throws out Fred Jackson, a guy that, that Buffalo could have had or easily not have had over the last couple of years. And finally, he's getting his due. I think right now, if you're ranking the running backs as far as what they've done this season and can continue, you know, you throw in guys like Chris Johnson who were tough and Aaron Forrest who was injured, Fred, Fred Jackson's been a top three running back overall so far this year. Yeah, he, he's been phenomenal. He, he's arguably been the best draft bargain in fantasy football this year. Uh, and, boy, can you have a better matchup this week against the Eagles? Yeah. I, I mean, their run defense has just been horrible. Frank Gore looked terrible for three weeks, played the Eagles last week, and he looked like he was five years younger. So uh, great matchup, and Fred Jackson has really become a must-start. Wasn't it cool, though? I mean, I've been playing fantasy football for such a long time. Jason, you know, we, we've all we've all been really you know into this whole fantasy thing. It's like talking to Muhammad Ali if you're a boxing fan. When you talk to Marshall Falk, this was the guy. Fantasy football in his infancy was really Marshall Falk was the king. He was the man. And now that it's it's grown into this giant, really Marshall was one of the first big names in fantasy football. I mean, and we're all friends with Marshall. He's a great guy. It's just so cool to talk to him about fantasy football because of the impact that he made on fantasy owners back in his salad days. Well, I think the reason he was so big was March's ability to move him around. You saw a little bit of it with Mike Shanahan in San Francisco when he was the OC. He would move Ricky Waters around. And sometimes Ricky Waters would line up as a receiver. The Rams had no issue playing Marshall Falk however they wanted. He was the queen on the chessboard. And whenever you have a back like that, that you can plug in into pass routes, and you can run the ball, you can run stretch plays, you can do different things with them, they're going to rack up fantasy points just by virtue of being on the field all the time, which, by the way, is something he referenced, and because the quarterback's confidence in him, hey, I can dump the ball off to Marshall here, 
and get 12 or 15 yards. Yeah. My, my first year of fantasy football was 94. First year. I go through my first draft, and I don't know what to expect. I know a little bit about what fantasy is, but it seems like it was a lot of fun. I'm going through my first draft, and Marshall Falk was drafted in the second round. So when he was a rookie at, coming out of San Diego State to Indianapolis, nobody knew how he was going to do. He was drafted in the second round, and I'm thinking, wow. All these great running backs, and Marshall Falk gets taken in the second round, and then sure enough, for a couple of years, Indianapolis used him, but not as well as they could, and then here he is going to St. Louis, and he becomes a fantasy star. Right. He stays in Indianapolis. He never becomes that guy. Well, you know, I don't know that he becomes, because, look, they had two or three years that, that he, they didn't know how to use him. I right. don't know about that. Edger and James was pretty damn good after Marshall Falk left, so, uh, I, I mean, clearly playing in, in St. Louis in the greatest show on turf helped, but... Uh, Marshall, I think, would have been a star regardless of, of, of where he was. Uh, and to be quite honest with you, he is now sort of, uh, and always has been, sort of like that high watermark. We saw Marshall's career, uh, you know, unbelievable numbers. He's a Hall of Famer. And then you saw Priest Holmes come in there, you know, and yeah. Priest was the next Marshall Falk. And then you look into maybe a Sean Alexander. Oh, he, now he's like the Marshall Falk guy. You know, he's the guy, the running back, who's putting up big numbers. But Marshall was so great at both running the ball, catching the ball. He had great field vision. He was elusive. I mean, how many times have we seen old footage of Marshall and guys are leaving jockstraps left and right onto the football field? Uh, just a, an unbelievable player. And I wish there were more running backs in the National Football League like Marshall Falk right now because it would be a heck of a lot easier for fantasy owners than having to deal with all these backfield committees. You know, you're talking about Marshall Falk with the Colts. One thing about him is he was good right out of the gate. I still remember his first game. was at the Hoosier Dome playing the Colts. Uh, or playing the uh, Oilers, the Cody Carlson-led Oilers. Oh, Commander uh, Cody. For you historians out there. But Marshall Falk's first game, uh, I've got the stats right here. I just pulled it up. 23 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns, one catch for 31 yards. So let's see, that's uh, 17, that's uh, 35 points in your first game ever, fantasy points. Yeah. You know, Unbelievable. He, he's a guy, you know, you talk about him being the gold standard, because I always take a look and say, like, I always look and say, who's the hottest woman in the world? How many years can she have that title? You know, and, which I still do that, by the way. But I look at how many years was Marshall Falk the number one overall pick in fantasy? He had a good four or five year run, and it doesn't sound impressive when you say, well, four or five years, but when you think about turnover now, Adrian Peterson was supposed to be the number one overall pick for five or seven years. Didn't happen for him. Now the NFL is evolving. There's nobody that's had that run that for the first five years, you know you're going to take Marshall Falk number one overall. Well, let me just add one thing to that. Using your, your reference of, about uh, hottest woman in the world, maybe he's looked at as the Angela Lansbury uh, here and, and not the hottest Angela woman Lan- in the world. Wait, Angela Lansbury, but, Manchurian candidate, or Murder, She Wrote? Murder, She Wrote. Okay. But, oh, that's what can't. you're into, Harrison. Huh? Angela Lansbury. But I bet you there are a lot of people out there, and, and Fabs, I know you can back me up on this. I, Priest, I'm not, Tom, Priest Holmes <laughs> is a guy that is forgotten about all the time, and he put up monster years yep. once Falk kind of went down. Mm-hmm. You look at Priest Holmes' 01, 02, 03 seasons, you could put him up against any running back in history. Yeah, he was great. He was great. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210, XM87, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from NFL Network, NFL.com, Jason Smith, NFL.com Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com Analyst Elliot Harrison. The phone number is 888-963-2682, 888 
XM Fantasy will help set your lineups over the next couple hours here on the show. But coming up next, we have a running back by committee decision that has finally been decided and also a big injury that could affect an offense, one of their big weapons, out for the season. That's coming up next as NFL Fantasy Live continues here on Sirius 210 XM 87. You got it. It is NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius 210 XM 87, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from NFL Network, NFL.com. Jason Smith, Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com Analyst Elliot Harrison. We'll keep answering your questions at 888-963-2682. That is 888-XM-FANTASY. Set your lineup, give you some trades. Coming up next, we'll get to some starts and sits. It's the first bye week in the National Football League. There's some quarterbacks out there you're going to sit. We'll tell you who to pick up and put in your lineup. Now, you got over 100 it. yards in two of the last three games, and no Sean Marino has clearly gotten into the doghouse of John Fox. And I know he's over the hill. He's not the same running back he used to be with the Buffalo Bills. But especially during the bye weeks, I mean, McGahee is a, is a borderline two-flex play this week. Uh, again, in a run-based offense, and he is seeing the touches. You've got to roll with McGahee. It's unbelievable. Uh, Marino must have really done something that the coaching staff didn't like because this is a young guy, supposedly with some upside, who's losing his job to a guy who's not the same back he used to be. Yeah, and, and for all the people out there that are perusing their rosters, we've said it before, I'm going to say it again, fall out of seduction with the bigger name and in love with the production mm-hmm. of the guy that's getting it done and getting the touches. And McGahee had 28 carries a couple of weeks ago, which surprised us all. And I think his performance against the Packers surprised us. And the Broncos have been able to move the ball. I know no one thinks of the Broncos as a decent team, but they've been able to move the ball. Yeah, I, I look forward, though, and I, I see a guy like Willis McGahee, who right now at this moment in time I say to myself, if I am, okay, I try to sell him really, really high because of a couple of reasons. Number one, obviously he hasn't had the workload the last couple of years. He's not going to be able to run the ball 28 times a game the rest of the way. Eventually, he's going to get less carries. Eventually, the Denver Broncos are going to go to Tim Tebow, and it's going to be Tebow-centric. He's going to take running carries away from Willis McGay. They're going to have to put him out there to see what he does by week eight. I like Willis McGay. He right now, I think, is the highest point he will be at. I think you can sell him high right now if you need a wide receiver, need a quarterback. He can be the centerpiece of the deal because you know how many fantasy owners are looking at the the, the computers right now. We're all saying, oh, wow, McGay, he's the guy. Oh, my God. I try to sell high on Willis yeah. McGahee if I need. I don't disagree. I think it's a good time to sell high on Willis McGahee. I don't know how long he's going to have that job. And at some point, Tim Tebow is going to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos. And we're going to be here sitting uh, in the United's room talking about how Tim Tebow should be added off for your fantasy team. Uh, and at that point, uh, I think the running game, uh, at least the value of Willis McGahee, could suffer. What are you smiling about, Harris? Uh, you got the smile over yeah, there. Yeah, I do. It looks like he, just, you know, he just mentioned Angela Lansbury yeah. and hot in the same sentence. Like I was wondering if maybe after the show he was going to go and hang out in front of one of the old retirees' homes here, <laughs> in front of like the studio in Culver City. <laughs> well, <laughs> Catherine Ross is that who yeah, you're going to mention now? Where, where are you going? I can't help but smile. Two things. One, the Unitas room, like it's this big, expansive, like palace that we're. We if are. anybody could see the room that we're in right now, yeah, that, that's the first thing. But the second thing is. We've talked before about how this coach, Coach X, does not care about your fantasy team. And some coaches are are worse for us than others. But I just wonder if John Fox is going to thumb his nose at every analyst out there and play Brady Quinn and not Tebow. I would love it. 
Because it's just like a foregone conclusion with everyone that he's going to play Tebow. I think Tebow's third on the depth chart, man. I think this is a free year for Fox. I think as you want to look at your your Denver Broncos going forward, Brandon Lloyd obviously going to catch a lot of passes. Eric Decker's a guy I'm nervous on. I picked him up in a couple of leagues now. Is he going to wind up being Tebow's guy? You never know. Tebow may wind up saying, okay, Brandon Lloyd is my guy. But I think from this, it's like a free year for John Fox. He's going to play Kyle Orton as long as he can. And then he's going to, when he has to, because the fans have to see Tebow, then they go to Tebow. doesn't matter what happens. It's a free year for John Fox. I'm going to play Orton, then I'm going to play Tebow, and then next year I'll either have one of these guys or I'll get my own quarterback. So that's what I see going forward. There's a lot. Of, you own Broncos. There's a lot of questions coming forward. I still hold on to Decker. Still hold on to Brandon Lloyd. But I'm telling you, I sell a bit on McGahee. Well, and and you speak about questions, and I think there's a ton of question marks around the Rams right now. I mean, you can make the argument they're one of the worst teams in the league, and you know we just found out that that Danny Amendola is gone for the year, and we all thought. You know, Fabs, we talked two months ago about, especially in a PPR league, how Danny Amendola could do serious damage this season, and uh, that dream is done. Yeah, and and now you're left with a bunch of wide receivers that you don't know who is going to see most targets from one week to the next. Gibson is there. You've got Sims Walker. uh, You've got Denario Alexander, who may be the most explosive guy, but he can never stay on the field because he's always got knee injuries. You go from Amendola, again, a very good PPR guy, and especially if you get points for return yards and touchdowns, to a lot of question marks, and this is an offense I think we all thought was going to have some fantasy value because of Josh McDaniels' thumbprint. Uh, Sam Bradford's been a disappointment. The offensive line can't keep him upright, and I think this is, again, where fantasy meets reality, and it's it's not so much about Sam Bradford, just like it's not so much about Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, but if your offensive line can't protect the quarterback, your offense is going to go right into the tank. That's what's happened in St. Louis, at least part of the reason it doesn't help that his number one option in that pass attack, Amendola, is now done for the year. And, and just on that point, you know, in the preseason, Fabs, you, know, you always have to push your chips in the middle of the table when you make prognostications because it's not always going to work out. And the two quarterbacks that you really hammed up were Bradford and Stafford. Mm-hmm. Stafford is having an incredible season. Bradford is not. And it, it begets the question, do you drop Sam Bradford from your team? You I, dro- I dropped drop. him. This, you know why I dropped him? is because He was my backup. I dropped him to pick up Kevin Cobb, who's not no great shakes either, but I'm going to play Brady every week. Knock wood, stay healthy, Tom Brady. But I think with Bradford, is two things. Number one, I think he will get better this year now that Steven Jackson is back. But now you realize that they're going to be more run-centric because they put a lot on Sam Bradford's shoulders. Now, he showed me a lot last year when he was able to put up the numbers he did with, basic, with Danny Amendola being his number one guy. For him to be an elite-level fantasy quarterback, the Rams have to go get him help. they got to do what the Colts did with Peyton Manning, what the Patriots do with Tom Brady. Let's just keep bringing in weapons and keep bringing in weapons. And for two years now, the Rams have decided, well, what we have out here is good enough. He will never be elite until he goes and gets a couple of guys that he can throw the football to. You notice when you knocked on wood about Tom Brady not getting hurt, how quickly the sound echoed back to us here in the expansive United States. <laughs> Fabs, what say you? Would you, would you drop Bradford? If there's a quarterback out there that uh, that sort of strikes my fancy on the waiver wire, certainly. I mean, I've seen Bradford draft in a lot of leagues. It's just not a good situation right now because of the offensive line was because of the loss of Evan uh, Mandola, because Steven Jackson's been banged up too. So uh, defenses, you know, listen, it's Josh McDaniels' offense. You know what's coming. It's, it, it's going to be throwing the football. 888-963-2682. 888-XM-FANTASY is the number. Lynn in Michigan, you're on NFL Fantasy Live. What's your question? Uh, yes, I have a trade uh, uh, offer that I'd like to have run by you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we have, I have Cam Newton, and, of course, a lot of people like to have him. So here's my two offers. I have one offer, Cam Newton and uh, Grant from Green Bay, 
for Gore, Sanchez, and Owen Daniels. The other offer uh, is to try to get Fred Jackson, that who we really like. Uh, we give up Grant, Newton, Ed Dixon, and we get Fred Jackson and Owen Daniels. Who's your other quarterback? Uh, uh, Tom Brady. Wow. Oh, wow. See, now, now, this is a very smart fantasy owner who is selling uh, from, from a position can. of strength to get uh, a filler at position of weakness. I think, I mean, I like getting Fred Jackson back. You're, you're selling Ryan Grant, who's in a backfield committee. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Mike McCarthy said there's going to be more uh, carries coming his way, but clearly he's not on the same level as a Fred Jackson. You're getting back Owen Daniels, who's going to be a number one tight end on your team, assuming Dixon may have been your guy there. So I like that deal. I, I, I really like that trade. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Selling Newton to get a guy like a Fred Jackson and, and a tight end like Owen Daniels makes a lot of sense. I, I would even go this way. It's obviously if somebody really wants Cam Newton, they want they want Ryan Grant. I would not do the Gore deal because I'm not a big Gore guy. I, I don't think right. Frank Gore is going to do that going forward. I would do the deal, but you know what I would do? I would say, you know what? I don't. I'm not ready to just give up Ryan Grant because I know what the other owner is trying to do. The other owner is trying to say, okay, I'll give you Fred Jackson. You give me Cam. You're not going to play him. You're going to play Brady. And you know what? Throw in Ryan Grant. He's trying to say, well, just throw in a guy. Hey, everybody knows that Ryan Grant is going to get the lion's share of the carries. Now, Mike McCarthy said it. When he is healthy, he is somebody who is going to get the ball. We need to give him. The, we need to feed him more. He said that, but he missed a week with the bruised kidney. I think if you're giving up Cam and Ryan Grant to get back Fred Jackson, potentially you could be giving up Cam Newton and, and Grant and Fred Jackson could be close to a wash if Grant does seize this job. I try to say, how about Cam for Fred Jackson straight up? Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. I try to do that. Right, thank you much. You got it. It is NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius 210 XM87, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from NFL Network, NFL.com. Jason Smith, Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com Analyst Elliot Harrison. We'll keep answering your questions at 888-963-2682. That is 888-XM-FANTASY. Set your lineup, give you some trades. Coming up next, we'll get to some starts and sits. It's the first bye week in the National Football League. There's some quarterbacks out there you're going to sit. We'll tell you who to pick up and put in your lineup. Now, from NFL Network, NFL.com, Jason Smith. You can't even say it. I, I, you know what? Most people, here's the thing. Most people air guitar. Some people air drum. Elliot Harrison, NFL.com. He was air basing it a couple of seconds ago. I really enjoyed But it wasn't like you were like upright bass was yeah, what me, you were doing. Let me tell you something right now. Van Halen with David Lee Raw was awesome. And Michael Anthony, the bassist, great background singer. They were so good, man. They were so good. Yeah. You guys just, y'all don't appreciate yeah. it. David, oh, do, I, I, I love Van Halen. Yeah, We well, do over-under all the time. Would you pick this guy over this guy? David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar. Willis McGay uh, or Van Halen? Take Will, Van Halen. Willis McGay. Oh. <laughs> David Lee Roth or Eric Decker? Who do you take? Uh, that, that's tough. Eric Decker made a sweet turnaround <laughs> catch at Lambeau, but I'm going to go David Lee Roth. 888-963-2682. 888-XM-FANTASY <laughs> as we answer all your fantasy questions here at the NFL Network. From the Unitas Room at the NFL Network and NFL.com, we'll get to your thoughts, questions, set your lineup in a second. But first, we're going to give you some starts and sits. This is the first bye week in the National Football League, so you got six teams off, people are looking for quarterbacks. If you're upset with your backup, there's some guys out there, not only backups that are very good plays this week, but guys on the waiver wire. We'll kick things off with NFL.com senior fantasy editor Michael Fabiano, who, you know, I, I found this stat. It was on my desk when I walked in today, and so, I, I, Elliot, I want to see if this is actually legit. Michael Fabiano is the number one ranked start-sit expert accuracy in fantasy football right now. The number one, the most accurate guy as far as projecting starts, correct starts and sits. Sitting on my desk I, when I, I came in, this stat was. Well, I, I'm, oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm very pleased to work with the number one prognosticator, uh, if you will. 
But I got to tell you, you know, we had Fab's sister on here uh, a few weeks ago. And when she told me that he wore Incredible Hulk underoos, no, it, really, it really brought a new level of respect. Well, that's you know? the thing. If, if you're going to tell me who to start and sit, I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care if you got underwear, underwear on your head. How, I'm going to listen to you. How did we get to who's starting and sitting to <laughs> I'm my saying, underwear? You know, like, like it was Spider-Man need, and Batman, by the way. People need to know Not more that people about want you, to know that. You know, people need to know that you love 80s glam rock. If they had a smoker machine or fire... Fabs is into it, or a, a blonde, like skinny blonde with a tight white spandex dress with the hair all teased up. Yeah. So wait, here's what I want to wait. So Batman underwear, Adam West, Michael Keaton, George Clooney, or oh, Christian Bale. God. Well, no, Which Chris, was the... well, Christian Bale to me is the best Batman, but that was, uh, you know, I, I, it was Adam West at the time. Okay. And I didn't realize how horrible the acting was <laughs> yeah, in that bad. TV show when I was watching that when I was a kid. You remember the episode where? The, the fake rubber shark was biting him and he, he grabbed like the oceanic bat repellent or whatever the heck it was <laughs> to spray it off and then the shark fell into the ocean and it exploded somehow. Uh, I love, so you're, I love, you're going with Christian Bale who all he does is Batman is talk I, like Christian this. Bale's the oh best. Oh my God, yeah, really? That was bad. Yeah, but you know what they don't have? I'm what? fine with Christian Bale. I'm uh-huh. totally cool with it. Just occasionally, can they pump in like a meanwhile behind the facade? Of this oh, innocent oh, 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 oh. Yeah, bring it forward. Uh, All right, Fab starts and sits quarterbacks. Who do you like this week? Remember, six teams on a bye. Yeah, guys, you got to row with Matt Stafford and Cam Newton this week. There's no doubt about it. Both have good matchups. Matt Ryan, he's 17th fantasy points among quarterbacks on NFL.com right now. I think he moves up against the Packers. Uh, their defense is allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I also like Mark Sanchez. People may think I'm absolutely crazy because the guy basically killed your fantasy team last week scoring negative 2.94 points but this is against the Patriots they have a lot of the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks they so can't stop I anybody think, in the I think you game. roll with Sanchez this week if you really don't have a better option Josh Freeman finally got off the schneid good start last week I think you play him against the 49ers and you know I think Kevin Cobb is actually a good start this week six teams on a bye the Vikings have not been good they're allowing an average of about close to 18 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks so I think Cobb one week option I think you use him guys that I sit at the quarterback position I'm sitting Ben Roethlisberger, the offensive line. That's enough said. Jay Cutler, he's been terrible. He's 24th in fantasy points. Maybe that game is a shootout on Monday night. I just don't trust Jay Cutler. Kyle Orton against the Chargers. Uh, again, a situation where I don't trust him. I know Elliott loves Matt Hasselbeck, and I think Elliott's been right on the ball there. But the Steelers, without James Harrison, right? I think they're going to run the ball. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of Matt Hasselbeck throwing the football. Could be. Could and the be. Steelers have actually allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. I mean, Matt Schaub didn't have a great game last week. So I'm a little worried about Hasselbeck. Uh, Matt Castle I'm also benching. And Matt Schaub, beware of Matt Schaub this week. In three games last year where he played without Andre Johnson, he, he averaged just under 15 fantasy points. Not terrible, but certainly not great. And he averaged about 1.3 touchdown passes per game. So uh, I think Schaub, it's going to be the Arian Foster show well, there. So. Uh, a couple couple things there. Uh, regarding Hasselbeck, I see your point for sure. But the Steelers' weakness on defense is their corners. McFadden was hurt last uh, last week. We thought Hasselbeck's numbers would come down without Kenny Britt, and he actually had a very nice mm-hmm. game against Cleveland. That's the first thing I say. Regarding Schaub, I totally agree with you. And when Andre Johnson got hurt in the first time against the Redskins in that shootout, they played the Cowboys the next week. And the Cowboys just played single high free safety the whole time, which meant they could use their other safety to bracket whoever they wanted. So if Kevin Walter did any damage, fine. We'll just throw our other safety over there, over the top of him, and now he won't hurt us anymore. When you can free up a safety to cover a team's tight end or to double another receiver, it's a huge bonus. You can't be doing that with Andre Johnson on the field. So I totally agree with Fabs. 
Matt Schaub's name is great in fantasy football traditionally, but uh, without Andre Johnson there, it's a different offense. Yeah, he's a big sit for me this week. He's a guy I don't put in, especially because you take a look at what they have over the next month with no Andre Johnson, who now we found out is going to be out at least three games here. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM. Is they don't they're not playing the Saints again. They're not playing against a team where they're going to have to light up the scoreboard. They're playing teams they can control the football with, and they'll be able to uh, move the football down the field. And it's going to be a big Arian Foster. Arian Foster will be the most valuable player in fantasy football for the next month. It, it, it'll be interesting in the way they're they're playing defense, the way Wade Phillips is trying to change things. There, they're going to have to lean on the running game, and you'd think they'll be in a lot of close games. But you were talking about Kevin Cobb earlier, and that I forget you said he's not great shakes. But we have a. Uh, Chris in Brooklyn on the line who's thinking about trading Cobb. Chris, Chris, what do you got? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. No I problem. Got a, uh, I'm in a 14-team non-PPR. I have Kevin Cobb and Matt Schaub at my quarterbacks. I have Tony Gonzalez and Jermaine Gresham at uh, tight end. Guy offered me Jason Witten and Rex Grossman for Kevin Cobb and uh, Jason Witten. I mean, uh, Tony Gonzalez. What that, that, that sounds to me like a trade just to make a trade. You know, especially because if your quarterbacks are Cobb and Schaub, as we just talked about, Schaub being a guy that maybe you can't trust in the next couple of weeks. Not that Cobb is great, but I'll tell you what, I think to, to make a move for either of these guys and you're putting all your eggs in one of these guys' baskets, I don't know. I think you're okay at tight end. Uh, I think I think Matt Schaub is clearly uh, the number one quarterback uh, out of that group. You won't lose Schaub because Cobb, and we're not rhyming here uh, on purpose, but I actually like getting Witten back because, listen, Gonzalez has been good, but I just think Witten is, is you know, clearly the better fantasy tight end. I, I think that's a good deal because what what is the— He's also got the, Jermaine Gresham, though. What is the drop? Yeah, but, I mean, Jermaine Gresham and, and Witten. I mean, yeah, Witten is definitely the guy there. You're talking about Cobb as your backup or Grossman as your backup, okay? Grossman's not as good as Cobb in, t- in terms of being a backup. I don't think he's terrible, think. though. I don't think he's terrible. Uh, and I like getting Witten— as my number one tight end. Maybe I don't make that move this week because the Cowboys are on a bye, but I, I like getting Witten there. I, I think I agree with both of you, uh, but I, I think your last point that, listen, we, we've been talking about Jermaine Gresham. We like the matchup against Buffalo, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think Jason Witten is clearly the better player, and Jason Witten's pretty much always a must-start. So I, I have to agree with you there on Fabs. We have uh, Dwayne in Atlanta on the line, and he wants to talk trade. Dwayne? Yeah, how y'all feeling so today? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Um, just want to talk about a trade. Um, I'm giving up Sidney Rice. I received Tony Gonzalez and Mike Wynn from Tampa, but I have Mike Turner. So I just want to know how you feel about Mike Turner and Gonzalez from St. Lana. Uh, when you're talking running back tight end, I, I don't really think that it matters if, if they're on the same team especially if they're producing. I mean, Turner's yardage might be down, but he scored a couple touchdowns last week against the Seahawks. And, uh, I mean, Sidney Rice, we're talking about a sell guy, a sell high guy. Uh, Sidney Rice could be that guy right now, seeing a lot of targets for the Seahawks, a team that I don't trust anybody on that fantasy squad, uh, from my fantasy squad. So uh, I, th- I think Sidney Rice selling high right now, that, that's not a bad move. Yeah, the th- it's not a bad move, but I think if it's Sidney Rice versus Mike Williams, it's kind of like, who do you believe in more? And I, we've seen Sidney Rice come in and be a difference in that team in the last two weeks. Now they're scoring, they scored 28 points last week. It's hard for me to say, okay, I'll sell high on Sidney Rice for Mike Williams. I think I need something a little bit better back because Mike Williams, is, as much as you know, we thought he was going to be great, he still hasn't produced like we thought. And I think this Tampa Bay offense is going to be more and more reliant on LeGarrette Blunt as a season goes it on. All, I think it it also de- for Josh. It Fielder. also depends on the caller's current tight end. 
Is there a huge upgrade over what he has now? That's another question. Okay, James in Florida is mulling over two trades. James, what's going on, man? Not much. How you guys doing? Good, I'm in good. a 14, 14 team uh, dynasty IDP league. We have forty men on our roster. We do our our draft like wow. a week after the NFL draft. So waiver wire is really really thin. But I've got um, I took over a team for another owner. Well, I've got two different owners that are fighting over who's going to give me the better deal for Mike Wallace. I got one that offered me Brandon Marshall and Jonathan Baldwin for Mike Wallace. And then the other one has sent me um, one for Michael Bush and Early Doucette. Um, Then he sent me one for Michael Bush and his round six and round seven pick next year. Um... And then Michael Bush and Tassar Choice in his sixth round pick next year. And this is and all these for, deals sound good to you. And this is all for Wallace. So you're getting all for Wallace. I, I don't like any of them. No, I'd rather have Mike Wallace and all of these guys. I don't like any of them. If you were giving me Marshall Baldwin Bush Doucette and a round six and seven pick, I'd still want Mike Wallace. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and I talk, yeah, and I yeah. talked earlier about maybe benching Mike Wallace, but that was a short-term. I didn't mean that as a, a being indicative of his play. It was just with the Steelers dealing with the problems on the offensive line right now. Yeah. Roethlisberger's injury right now. Mendenhall's injury right now. I don't think Mike Wallace puts up huge numbers because that offense may struggle. But long-term, I wouldn't get rid of Mike yeah, Wallace. Yeah, what's he, that. fourth in targets right now you want, in, in, in the league? You want I, I mean, we're talking about early Doucette and Michael Bush. I mean, even long-term. It is NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius XM, Series 210, XM 87. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from the NFL Network, NFL.com, 888-963-2682. That is 888-XM-FANTASY. We'll help you set your lineups and answer your twa- trade questions. Trade questions. I did a little Elmer Fudd. Yeah. <laughs> but coming up next, we'll also give you some waiver wire guys to pick up. As we said, the first bye week in the NFL, you got some big starts and sits from Michael Fabiano at the quarterback position a couple minutes ago. We'll give you some waiver wire guys from the wide receiver position coming up next. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM. From NFL Network and NFL.com, Jason Smith, NFL.com Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, and NFL.com. NFL analyst Elliot Harrison. Check out Elliot's power rankings right now on the front page of NFL.com. But speaking of power, guys, this is the first week of buys. We talked about some good quarterback starts and sits a few minutes ago. We'll get some running back starts and sits coming up in a bit. But looking at the waiver wire right now, I know people are saying, okay, there's not a lot of guys I can pick up. There's not a lot of guys I can throw in that flex position. There's so many people out there. But there's some decent wide receivers out there. And for me, honestly, I'm stunned that guys like Eric Decker and Jordy Nelson are still out there in about half the leagues. And these are 10 and 12 team leagues that Decker and Nelson are out there. I, I don't know what people are thinking, but I, I think you know maybe you want to turn the page on guys you have on your roster. I, I mean, I, I think it's, Fabs, it's people say, okay, I love these guys, so I draft them. It's still early in the season. I don't want to turn the page on Jacoby Ford. I don't want to turn the page on this guy. I think he's going to really come through. But you got to stop that because when you see guys like Decker and, and Nelson out there, I mean, these are guys that, that you know, Decker's a top 10 wide receiver right now. And, and I think people also fall in love with names. So they want to have D'Angelo Williams on their roster. Uh, they want to have Chad Ochocinco on their roster, or maybe not Chad anymore because he's just horrible. Uh, that happens uh, quite a bit. And you sort of have to look past the name value and what they've done in the past and look at the present and look at production that guys are putting up right now. 
I'd rather have Eric Decker over a lot of big names at, at this point in time, uh, including a guy like Chad. Jeez, I, I mean, even would you rather have Decker or San Antonio Holmes right now? San Antonio Holmes has been horrible. So you also have to remember, too, that there's always a lot of turnaround in fantasy football, especially at the running back and wide receiver positions. So the guys who finished in the top 10 last year, a lot of those guys are not going to be finishing in the top 10 this year. And Brandon Lloyd is going to be one of the you know, the, the glaring uh, options there. So check the waiver wire. Check your league scoring. Check who's putting up the big-time numbers. Don't be afraid to dump a guy, even though he has a big name, who's done diddly-poo for you, as Jim Mora would say. You know, Fabiano made me do two fantasy leagues, which is way too much for my brain. I like just having a fantasy team. So I have two teams, and I forgot that I picked up Jordy Nelson. Because I wanted to click to see what NFL.com ownership is of Jordy Nelson. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I picked him up for plantar smashiitis. Jordy Nelson is now owned in 89% of leagues. Just a couple of weeks ago, that number was 45%. Yeah. I, I mean, Eric Decker, too, he is still available, I think, in probably around 40% of NFL.com leagues. That's He needs to be owned in, in just about every league uh, that, that we're, we're seeing outside of the you know minuscule six. 18 <laughs> I'm in a league with my sister, and she starts. You know, another guy, I think, to get ahead of the curve on, because you need to get ahead on Eric Decker, you need to get ahead on Jordy Nelson. I think get ahead of the curve on Michael Crabtree. All right, you saw the cause a couple of sick moves he put on Nandi Asamoah last week. He was drafted to be this kind of guy. But I think for the first two years in the NFL, from a football, to, from a reality to fantasy standpoint, they were trying to figure out what kind of receiver he is. He's not a burner, but he's a bigger guy, and he, and he has great hands. I think... They have kind of figured things out in San Francisco. He's going to be like a Keyshawn guy. He's going to catch a lot of passes. They're going to give him a lot of targets. He's going to be in the middle of the field. He's going to be a red zone guy. I think Michael Crabtree's a guy. This is you see a big uptick in production now. Remember, he could he could have had a, a touchdown week two against Cincinnati, but the out of bounds ruling uh, you know didn't go his way. I think Michael Crabtree's a guy. Pick him up now. I think he could give you some big numbers coming up this season. And I agree. And just just to hammer those points. On Decker and Crabtree, I just looked up Decker. He's still available in 39.5% of NFL.com leagues. And Michael Crabtree is available in 51.6% of NFL.com leagues. Those guys are out there, you know, especially if you're in a 10-team league. And and the matchup uh, this week is very good for Crabtree as well. So if there is a week where you need a wide receiver with six teams on a bye – this is the week to roll the dice on Michael Crabtree as maybe a three. The Buccaneers have allowed the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. And Braylon Edwards is not in the mix there. He's banged up. You know, Vernon Davis is clearly going to see his targets. But uh, Crabtree is somebody who's interesting right now. He's very interesting. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210, XM87. It's Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. The number is 888 888- XM Fantasy will help you set your starting lineups, give you some trade advice coming up next. And we will also go through some big running back starts and sits. We gave you some some quarterbacks. We gave you some wide receivers to pick up off the waiver wire coming up next. Week one of the buys, running back starts and sits, NFL Fantasy Live. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Whether it's your first time betting 
or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.